Save it for the race. Don't worry about me, pal. I got more than enough heat to burn your sorry- <clears throat> Thank you both for participating in this charitable event. The rules of the race are simple. The first man to circle the globe 100 times will be declared the fastest man alive. Gentlemen, on your marks, get set. Hi, this is Kim Endo, and I'm a big-ass runner from Carrollton, Texas. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trial runners from all over the world. Now, here's your host, Jeff Harrell. Well, thank you, Kim. Kim is an amazing runner. She's a newlywed. She is amazing running the trails out here in the North Texas area. So, Kim, thank you for that amazing introduction. Well, as Kim said, my name is Jeff Harold. This is the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast, episode number 134. Great show for you today. And I will tell you, I've gotten some amazing feedback from our last several episodes. Just a little bit of a recap. So if you haven't caught these episodes, you definitely want to go back. Last week, we had Jay Tinsley who talked to us about running with purpose. He is with Black Men Run. You'll get to hear more about Jay and what Black Men Run do on episode 133. On episode 132, we had Mike Fitzsimmons, world record holder, Guinness Book of World Record holder, for completing an ultra marathon with Spina Bifida. His interview was amazing. Go back and check that out. That's episode 132. On 131, we had the amazing story of a 500-mile FKT on the Palmetto Trail with Sean and Nathan. And then back on episode 130, we had our friend Sergio Avila. He talked to us about creating a more welcoming trail for people, more diversity on the trails, and understanding the history and the background of the trails you are running on. Amazing. That's episode number 130. So go back and I've gotten such great feedback and encouragement. It's the kind of content I think you guys are looking for. And you're going to get more of it today because we have a very special episode. We have two different Why I Runs. Why I Run is probably my favorite and I know a lot of your favorite as well segments because it just gives you the why, the thing that gets someone out on the trail, that it's not just kind of a surface level, I want to go run. It's it's usually a very deep-seated part of you that really wants to get out and get on the trails for various reasons. And I tell you, every time I hear one of these, there is an element of it that I resonate with. There's lots of elements that are unique to the person, but lots of elements that I also resonate with. And you're going to really enjoy these two. The first one in segment one is going to be from Eric Dutcher. And Eric has, like many of the stories we've been hearing, had some challenges and has overcome them. And you're going to be super encouraged and motivated by Eric's why I run. And then segment two, we're going to hear from Loveland Finley. 
she is also doing some things on the trail. She is breaking some barriers and knocking some down as well. You will hear from her. You're going to really enjoy her Why I Run as well. But first, a couple of ways that you can really help the show. I have people reach out and say, hey, Jeff, I'd love to help the show. How can I do that? How can I help promote it? I appreciate the fact that you're putting content out every week. Hopefully it's content that's adding value to the Big S Runner herd. It's adding value to the trail running community that we love so much. The first way you can help the show is by supporting our partners. And we have two main partnerships. As you guys probably know, we love our partnerships with Path Projects. They make the best running gear. We wore them before we were in a partnership with them, but we absolutely love what they do. We love the people behind the company. Just love them. Pathprojects.com. If you are getting ready to tackle the spring and summer, they've got some new colors on their shorts, great graphic t-shirts, amazing hooded. I talked about the mid-weight Pyrenees hooded shirt. Pathprojects.com. They've been with us almost since day one. Really appreciate that partnership. And then a newer partner, but one we love too, because we've been wearing their products all along as well, is Exoskin. The toe socks are what I wore at Black Canyon. Black Canyon is actually this weekend. By the time you hear this, it will have already happened. But the toe socks, the regular socks, the liners, the rapid copper technology that they have, incredible exoskin.com. So if you want to help the show and you want to help yourself, we don't partner with just anybody. We partner with products and companies that we know are going to add value to your life as well. So check that out. Pathprojects.com, exoskin.com. We also have a couple other partners that we just love. We just, we work with them because we love, we love them and we love what they do. And that would be Vander Jacket. So Sarah Vandernoot out in Colorado in the Denver area makes the coolest running jackets. A lot of you know that because you are wearing them right now. I see pictures all the time of the Vander Jackets out on the trails, out in, I wear mine mainly more for fashion because they're that cool. And I'm not very cool. That's simply not true. So I need something to help me out with. My, my lack of coolness and Vanderjacket is that. And in fact, I just got a text from one of my best friends, Christian. She texted me and she said, if this isn't a selling point for Vanderjacket, it should be. I love that I could put my phone in the front or back pocket and never worry about it falling into the toilet when I go to the bathroom. hope that was okay to share, Christian. But that is why Sarah made these pockets so deep is so stuff wouldn't fall out. She's a runner. She knows. Vanderjacket.com. And the other is Salty Britches. Go to Get Salty Britches. Amy Tucker. She's been on the show several times. If you need anti-chafing cream, and you do because you're a trail runner doing big miles and big things, Go to Get Salty Britches. They're great. We love their products as well. So that's one way you can help the shows by supporting our partners. And it's a win-win because they are great people, great products. You will love investing in them. And then the second way 
is we have not had an Apple podcast review since like September. And a lot of people don't listen to Apple anymore podcasts. They're doing it different ways. We know that. But if you have an Apple account and can find your way over to the podcast section and could give us a review, that would really help us. Apple is still about 80% of all podcast downloads. So we would love a review because it just helps people find the show. A written review is the best. And I will read them here on the show. So if you write one, I'm going to read it. Fantastic. Well, those are our two big ways, supporting our partners and by also giving us a review on Apple. That would be amazing. Last thing, this is a little bit of a teaser. We have next week a huge announcement. And one of the things I asked you the herd about was what kind of content that you want. I know the con- the content we've had these last several episodes, kind of that real hearing stories is super great and is resonating. But also you said, hey, more behind the scenes at races, more race reports. Well, you're going to get a good dose of that coming in the future. And you're not going to want to miss our big announcement next week. So a little teaser, a little teaser for you. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 134 of The Big Ass Runner. As I mentioned in the open, you're going to love the two YI runs we have this week at this special episode of The Big Ass Runner. So without further ado, here is Eric Dutcher's YI Run. Hi, this is Eric Dutcher, content creator at Chronic Superhuman. And this is why I run. About 22 years ago now, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And at the time, it was a pretty scary diagnosis, just not knowing much about it, not growing up around it. And I sat in a doctor's office and listened to him share all the things I was going to need to do. I kind of walked out of there with one of these little play school doctor kits with you know, plastic lining for pens and needles and insulin bottles and something to test my blood sugar and something to test my urine. And and I remember sitting there, one of the most vivid things that he told me I could never do again was not wear shoes, which seemed a little bit ridiculous at the time, but it was a message of be safe. Don't do anything challenging. Focus on your health in a way that you avoid all else. And after leaving that doctor's office, I spent literally about the next 10 years 
sitting on the couch, afraid of exercise. Now, there were a lot of other things going on in my life and, you know, raising kids and I was in a in a bad place. But the one message that I had been left with was with type one diabetes, you have to change what you're doing forever and live a much shorter life. In fact, one of the first things I did was go out and Google to see how long one lives with type 1 diabetes. So after those first 10 years, I met my wife, Heather, and we were talking about just the general things that we could do in our lives and um, looking at opportunities go out and have fun together. And one of the ones that came up was this 5k survival race. And I mean, it was look, it was a really simple obstacle course race. Sure. There were some mud crossings and bales of hay that I had to cross. And, and I think the fire jump at the end was a bunch of coals that may have been burning from last night's campfire. But at the end of it, I felt really good. Like I had gone out and accomplished something that I thought was going to be hard. There were these micro obstacles along the way. And each time I crossed one, I could feel successful. And that led to the end, which was this big, you know, accomplishment for a guy who hadn't been running and really had spent most of his life, you know, not very athletic. And then it started raising the question, well, instead of just saying I can't walk with shoes on or if I can't run or I can't exercise, what if I did? What would it mean? What would it take? And I've come to realize over the last 10 years is I've gone from being afraid to walk around the block to completing my longest race at the Bandera 100 and, you know, along the way, doing 24-hour obstacle course races, completing an Ironman, doing things that I never thought I would do. Heck, I ran 110 miles over four days pacing somebody just because I felt like he needed someone along the journey to kick off his run across the state of Texas who also, he also had type 1 diabetes. And what I've learned is that we think in terms of adaptive athletics in visible physical adaptations, but we could be thinking about chronic conditions as, and people living with chronic conditions as adaptive athletes as well. And once you change your frame around, I can't do this, to what if I did it, and focus narrowly on what is it that your body can't do. And in my case, my body cannot control my blood sugar. My body cannot specifically lower my blood sugar because it won't release insulin. And that means I have to add insulin or add sugars if I put too much insulin in or if I use you know, too much glucose while running, if I can focus narrowly in on that, then it just becomes, okay, 
I can't control my blood sugar. What do I need to do along the run? And so today I run to make sure that that message of thinking differently and looking at ourselves as adaptive athletes and finding the one thing that we can't do so that we can add adaptations so that we can do them goes to other people and maybe they try their first walk around the block. And then after the first walk around the block, that eventually turns into something like 47 miles around the block or wherever it is that they want to go with their training. So why I run to help people learn and live a life that's wide experience as much no matter how long it is because we can't control the length but we for sure can control what we do in that time and if the only person i help is myself then that's a pretty good thing i had the pleasure of meeting eric at the chapas aid station in Bandera, and he was coming through a couple times on his 100K, and it was just amazing to meet Eric and get to hear a little bit about his story. And so glad that he was able to share his why I run. A couple of things that really stood out to me, you know, life throws us curveballs from time to time. Eric's curveball was a type one diabetes diagnosis. And it knocked him for a loop for a little while. But then he started to see those small wins. And that was something that really resonated. I think a lot of times we think of these big, audacious goals as something we can't accomplish. Because from where we are today to that goal seems so big and wide and far. But it really is just a series of small steps to get to that place. And for him, the small step was this this race that he did, this obstacle course race that gave him some confidence and from there took off. And I love, this should be on a bumper sticker. Instead of saying, I can't do this, say instead, what if I did? Super amazing. Well, Eric, we really appreciate you sharing your why and talking about helping people in life, helping people live, like you said, a wide experiential life. You don't know how long we have, so let's take advantage of the time we do have because that's what we can control, what we do with the time we do have. Well, awesome. Eric, thanks so much for sharing. That is Eric Dutcher's Why I Run. One of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there. Just making it happen today. I want to give a shout out to a big ass runner. OG Joseph Moore. Joseph was listening to the show from pretty much day one. 
when COVID hit, he's on the front line of healthcare, and it rocked his world a little bit and helping other people. He had some things come up in his life, but he is back and crushing it. Back on the, he's never stopped running, but he's kind of back in the saddle, training for a 15k. Sent me a note this week of encouragement, Joseph. So appreciate you. So glad you're part of the big ass runner herd, and we know you're going to crush your first trail race. It's a 15k, such a cool, fun distance. So, Joseph, we are here to support you, encourage you. Way to go, Joseph. What is such a special episode of the Big Ass Runner Herd because we get two amazing Why I Runs. You heard from Eric a second ago. Here is Loveland Findley's Why I Run. Hello, Big Ass Runners. My name is Loveland Findley, and I am from the Alligator State, Florida. I run with Central Florida trail running community called O-Town Blazers. As Jeff mentioned in the previous podcast, we all have our own reason why we run, and I hope some of you big-ass runners out there can relate to me as I was able to relate to yours. I can certainly relate to the mental and the physical reward of running. For mental, it is my escape and time for me to be in my head. Some of my really good ideas and thoughts comes from my long runs, but there are other times when it comes um, when it's just really good to be silent in my own head. I have a very uh, demanding career, which I love, but it requires heavy interactions with people. So when I need to recharge and take care of my mental health, I go for a very long run, either by myself or run my uh, run with my trail running community group. It's like charging a phone that's low in battery. Um, it's my way to plug in and get full battery again to tackle anything that comes in my way. So in 2020, I started running because the pandemic forced me to work from home while also homeschooling my two children. After a long day of staring at the computer or just being cooped up inside the house, I wanted to be able to log out at 5 p.m., go outside and shut down the screen, even if it was just for an hour. So we and my children or I went for a run almost every day. I really like what running did for my mental health. And so I was really curious of what else can running do for me? I became part of a local running group that met once a week. And because of the people I met along the ways, I started my own trail running group in Central Florida. We are celebrating our two-year anniversary next week. And I am so proud of what this group has done for the trail running community. They are the most supportive group of people I know and the most welcoming. It has changed who I am as a runner today. Soon after the O-Town Blazers was created, I started looking at ultra running, uh, long distance and endurance running. And when you start looking, especially if you're in the ultra sign up, you have to be ready of what you will find. I didn't know that trail running was a thing, but I did my first 50K in the fall of 2021, and after that, I was hooked. And boy, I didn't know what I was getting into, but I knew exactly why. And that's what really matters. I have run a few hundred miles, 
50Ks, and my recent accomplishment ran across four to 200, and even earned my first DNF in 2022. When I told the line, I don't know what will happen. You know, I believe this is what they call bravery, when you just go in not knowing really what's going to happen. But quote-unquote from my friends, they'll say, you're crazy. But I do visualize that I will cross that finish line. And trust that all the training and the preparation will help me get there. I have to be honest, at mile 60, that's when I start doubting myself. When I start doubting myself, you know, pain starts to really creep in. Pain was there the whole time, probably since mile 10. But this time, it really starts bothering me. The unsettledness in my stomach is really bothering me. I don't know if it's the 50 gels that I've taken or the nervousness that it's about to be dark hours and it's coming. But this is when I really lean into my why and start answering the questions by myself, to me, myself. Why are you doing this, Loveland? You know, no one is making you do this. Why are you here? And here, here's my answer, you know, as I pretend as I'm running in mile 61, right? Visualize that. Mile 61, I run because I want to see what I'm made of. You know, it's just like my answer to my nine-year-old son who's always asking me on the weekends, like, why do you run so much? It's because I feel strong when I run. I feel like I can tackle anything that's coming my way. It's almost like it's a way to show myself that what my body can do and it can do the hard things. The second part of why I run is to encourage all women out there, but especially women of colors of trail runners. I am an Asian American born in Manila, Philippines, but grew up here in the States, moved here when I was 12 years old. So the color of my skin, the way I look, is very different from others who toe the line. But when I do toe the line, I often don't see the people like me. So I run to represent my gender, the color of my skin, and my country. I would really like to see more women, especially women of colors in the running community. Um, And this is why I run. Well, great stuff, Loveland. And I just want to say thank you for all that you're doing to give back to the trail running community with your running group. I know you've said you found a running group and it gave you that supporting structure and encouragement and you decided to start your own as well so that you could give back some of those things you found in your running group. So love, love that you're doing that. Also loved your analogy of the phone and recharging your battery when you get out on the trails and you get out there with your running community. Love that. I love your two whys. Her first to see what she is made of. And I think that resonates with me because every time I toe the line, I'm, I wonder, hey, am I even a runner? I get that imposter syndrome. Am I even a runner? I'm a Clydesdale. What am I doing out here clomping around on the trails? Can I complete this 50K? Can I complete this 100K? And you go, well, we'll find out. Let's see what I'm made of. Can we rise to the occasion? Can we meet the challenge? And that is certainly a reason to get out there is for that challenge, to see what you are made of. 
And your second why, so amazing, to represent the color of your skin, to represent your country. Love that so much. You're exactly right. We need more diversity on the trails. God created lots of colors, lots of shapes and sizes. And what a boring world it would be if we were all the same, all looked the same. Need that diversity on the trails. Love that. Loveland and loved your why I run. So thankful for you to share that with the big ass runner herd. So with that, that is Loveland's why I run. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 134 of the Big Ass Runner, a special double Why I Run episode. Hope you enjoyed that. Big thanks to both Eric and to Loveland for sharing their why. And a big shout out to Joseph Moore and also to Kim Endo for that amazing introduction. And of course... Couldn't do any of this without our audio engineer, Steve Sasparilla Saunders. Well, with that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. On 132, we had Mike Fix. On 132, on episode 132, we had Mike Fitzsimmons. So if you want to help the show and you want to help yourself, we don't sponsor, we don't partner with just anybody. If this isn't a selling point for the Vander Jacket, it sh- if this isn't a selling point for Vander Jacket, it should be. And it knocked him for a little bit of a loop, for a little bit of. And it knocked him for a loop for a little while. Awesome, Eric. Thanks so much for sharing. Eric's. Thanks for. Well, awesome, Eric. Thanks so much for. And I loved also your analogy of the. Her first one was to see what she. What her first to see what she is made of. Happy trails, Hans. (laughs) 